everybody, and welcome back to the Codex West podcast. I am joined today, as always, by my co-host, Johnny Paglino. What's up, guys? How you doing? It's been a long time. I miss you. And Mark Quivola. <laughs> oh, wait. Mark's fucking dead, so uh, we're joined instead today by uh, Jake Tripp. I'll do my best here, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here as always. I'm just happy to be here. I'm just a happy <laughs> By merit of here. existing, you've already done a fine job. Thank you. It's uh, I'm not dead, yeah. so that's yeah. that's my plus. <laughs> so there's pros and cons one. to every podcast guest, and one of them is being alive. <laughs> it's, it's a pro and a con. I didn't clarify for a reason. Anyways, uh, we've been super busy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we all live together, so we're all... <laughs> we've been really busy together. We're actually recording... Okay, well, <laughs> when you put it like that, yeah, we're I've, You all... put it like that. <laughs> okay, well, sure. <laughs> you know, potato, potato, homosexual, homosexual. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing homosexuals right now. You're very soxy right now. I'm wearing slippers. But uh, we're all in the same room recording together, so this is a first. This is kind of cool. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, uh, being able to look you guys in your beautiful faces. It's different than like yeah, because usually we, when we were podcasting, we just got like the cheapest shit mic we could find, and we're just like on our laptop in yeah. a dark room, just like brooding <laughs> over like the failures of our lives, and then just you see the little red light, tiny on the on yeah, the microphone. You're like, all right. I'm on. I'm on. Yeah. We're in. We're doing <laughs> we're, it live. We're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live, except we're going to fix a bunch so, of shit in post. <laughs> yeah. So we've been like, I like our, uh, you know, we were doing like weekly podcasts and that's like still the plan. That's not like, we're going to do yeah. more, even plans more podcasts. Change. The plans yeah, aren't changed, sure. but like we felt We're going to do even more podcasts than like one every other month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, I just, I feel like we haven't been, I don't want it, anyone to think that we just stopped because like. Right. You know, right. what happened was is that we moved to a new house in the mountains. Yes. And, like, we cre- like we There took, were a lot of complications. There were so many. Because, like, we decided. So, we, we saw this. We were looking at, like, houses that were, like, already really nice and blah, blah, blah. So, we found this cabin that was, like, way cheaper out in, like, the, you know, it was, like, way undervalued. But what you had to do was renovate a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it ended up working where it was, like, it was a steal if you did it. So, we decided to get it. And... For the last couple months, there's just been people all the time in our house. Yeah, like, we you know, the, we were tried to record a podcast and they started a demo without. That's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were like, we we're like, okay, let's do a podcast and no one thinks we're gone. Then all of a sudden, you just hear a reciprocating saw. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it would have been good. Yeah, it would have been really been good. good. It was a great idea that I forget, but um, <laughs> yeah. So that happened, and you know, that was what in January we started. February. It was February. yeah. I think yeah. it was supposed to. All of this was supposed to end uh, like first weekend of March. Yeah, and, and we are still. Now it's April. Almost yeah. done. I mean, well, to be I'd fair, say we're we, done, but not. We're not. We done. have one layer of epoxy to put on the studio window, and I think we're <laughs> done. I think that's literally it. So. Well, what happened was is that we just we, we thought we were just gonna do the kitchen, and then. I bet you thought. Yeah, we just what we thought, and then Jake was like uh, Jake Tripp, JT. As I'll call him from now on, J Daddy. It's, it's J Daddy. A, J, yeah, well, <laughs> I go by many. He goes by J Trap, and it's not gay. Jake was like, you know, it'd be cool if we took like, because we had like, we basically have this downstairs basement, it, or the second floor is just like carpet, and it's like a big space, and that's where we were practicing music. There's a bedroom next door to where we were practicing music, and I was like, that was just gonna be my bedroom, aka and, Johnny's room. Yeah, <laughs> and then Jake was like, what if? 
you didn't have a bedroom, <laughs> but we made it into a, a, a recording room and we'd have the glass and that would like the other room that we practice would be the control room. And I was like, yeah, I want I want that he, more. He gave up that. that more than a we place to sleep. We need to know there. Johnny's sacrifices here for yeah. for the music recording. I think it's very important. It's not so. that big of a deal, guys. There's another bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's pretend. That, yeah, that, I was can a, we pretend for a bit? Can, can this be dramatic? Can I ever do any fucking dramatic drink? I was fucking stopping it. It's like, I want to, I'm a dramatic motherfucking person. I want the stories to be formed in a way that are enticing that bring the viewer in the audience needs to be the audience just left uh, there's no there's definitely no audience there's here. never been one so our dogs won't even listen to this yeah. kaiser quit yeah. he will no longer our producer produce. we have no producer. no producer we are running commando yeah. but anyway so we decided to build a studio room we just finally like t- it's funny like you think oh i just put like a window in a wall that's nothing but actually like the wall was uh load bearing and so we had to cut out all the wood. We collapsed we, our house yeah it felt like it at one point it felt like yeah it was we going had down. braces up we like made our own braces up to like hold it and like cutting out the existing studs to like put it you know it was just like fucking nuts because like we're like the ceiling is gonna fall like it's gonna fall. It felt like it. Yeah, it felt. <laughs> it felt like it. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get into what we've been doing in the time that we haven't been podcasting, mm. so that the audience doesn't think that we've just done fucking nothing and abandoned them. That's true. So, um, well, we've been playing music, Jake and I, um, and we're practicing. We're gonna do some shows in L.A. in a couple weeks, right? April twentieth, mm-hmm. and then House of um, Blues. we're playing the House of Blues. Should House be fun. We're playing uh, this place called the Study. It's like. It's got a bunch of books. It's yeah. It's like I don't know, whatever. Aptly named. Yeah, a- it's definitely like it has a theme, named. and we themes. Uh, we're gonna find out if we're on theme. I don't know if we're bookish, or if we're punk, or if we're just really fucking bad. But <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of little bit. Oh, it's just spicy, yeah. and nice. But um, spicy. Yeah. So that there's that, and then um, oh, shit. Santa Monica two days later. We got Santa Monica, then Anaheim, and then we're playing. What's some other stuff we're doing? Uh, then uh, Idaho Falls. We're playing Idaho Falls. Right. We're playing Do we uh, have a, show a weed in shop in Colorado. Yeah, we're playing a weed shop in Colorado. <laughs> they That's sell amazing. marijuana, yeah. which is funny. I don't know what kind of music. Like, should we just still rock out in a weed? I feel like we should just I like 100% them. hear a I, reggae band. Yeah. Like, I legit warned them. Drugs. I was like, listen, we're two dudes, but... <laughs> It's a full fucking band. Yeah. So like, should we chill? Yeah. And the girl was like, whatever, man. Like, she was so, like exactly. Like her name, like when in the emails isn't even like, you know, like fucking Jessica or whatever the fuck a, a girl yeah. name would be. It's like uh, girls from like, you know, fucking like Zion or something. Like it's very it's girls very from much, like, you know, fucking Zion. It's very that's much the name of like it. a stoner name. That's that, super stoner. So, I can't even yeah, find out the point. I told I told her so if we rock out, it's not our fault. Yeah, you know, I'm willing to rock out when I <laughs> Yeah, not. I mean we're gonna do it. <laughs> our last show we attempted to rock out like our so our show has like a lot of like moving pieces with all our synthesizers and technology going on and it all kind of has to go right for it to work all of it um 
and we just played a practice show basically where we we're just like whatever we'll just try some new songs blah blah and like pretty much everything went wrong <laughs> like, they st- yeah they still like chords it, but... flew out of my instruments like at alarming rates at <laughs> There's one song where it's any like any instance of that happening is it's an alarm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty nuts. Like one song we were playing, it's like it's basically just like drums and bass is like all that holds it. And for whatever reason, the chord out of our bass synthesizer just flew out in dramatic fashion. And like I was just it was just the drums. How? It was that drama Why? again. And how how? Like I don't know. No, I there's just right. no reason. Yeah, and so I just fine. see and like so there's like a part of the song I should be singing and instead I'm trying to like plug in the bass. <laughs> I don't get it to work. Like, it never worked. <laughs> like it worked. It so I just worked. left it, and instead I just decided, like, I'm just going to be as dramatic as I can be on this guitar and just hopefully... Put a hog all the low end on the guitar. I'm gonna, so I'm just, like, hitting, like... Hogging all the low end on my Stratocaster. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was, like, detuning my guitar while playing. Like, it was pretty nuts, but... And uh, people liked it, I guess. It was pretty funny. <laughs> And, and after all that, they liked it. I mean, yeah, it's more fun to see like a band struggling to make this fucking weird, stupid thing yeah. work than like guys just coming up being like polished and. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you playing a triangle like that? Because with... any polished yeah. yeah. band, the triangle polishes the sound. It's like the sure, sander yeah. sands the wood. The triangle. I, I still don't know why we don't have a triangle. I could be our Jake refuses to play in the band. Like we always yeah, like practice, to practice with <laughs> us. He's getting and he's too just, ripped he looks at that. And then he literally yeah. what a Johnny is describing has never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Not he, a single time. He's getting too ripped to play the triangle at this point. Way too ripped. Wait. Honestly, okay, so here's the deal. This is basically what's been happening in a nutshell. I like in the process of us renovating this house, I got really into carpentry. Yep. <laughs> started, Very true. We have a wood shop in the garage we, now. We now have a wood shop, got the table saw, got some other saws, got lots of clamps, I've got a workbench, Mad working clamps. on stuff. I just want to make in the meantime, Jacob has been building his body. True, yeah. And, and like true, true. way dramatic fa- like when I was so it's funny, like I remember I came to Atlanta a couple years ago, I guess. When I was on my like road trip across America, because fuck the world. Yeah, I remember. And then, <laughs> I recall. I recall. So I'm, I'm in Atlanta, and like Jake comes, like we go to the gym together, and he like basically just started. Yep, I remember. And I just remember like we were benching together, and like I was doing more weight than him. And oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and like Jake was pissed. Not like not like a serious <laughs> like I, like the day's ruined, but he's just like. I can fuck do that. This. Yeah, yeah, he's like, fuck this. And then, like, fast forward From two there. years later, right now, dude, this guy has, like, an Excel spreadsheet of his, like, the foods he has to eat to hit his macros. It all started there. Yeah. <laughs> he builds a gym, like, the most beautiful gym. Like, it's we, beautiful. We, it needs work in terms of, like, how's the lap machine doing? Uh, it's fine. It's, it's fine now? It's, I mean, we, we, I think we still need to bolt down the front nope. end, but, or totally. just get a new one, but. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting new. The lap machine's but fine. We just is, might need to get a new one. It is one. honestly the most beautiful place to work out, though. It's, oh, it's like, the whole, so I built a gym on, like, the back porch, and it's just this concrete slab that overlooks a mountain, like, overlooks the whole valley. Uh-huh. It's like awesome. a reservoir, yeah. like, mm. the best, the best view, one of the best views in Utah arguably i think the the, heap, the valley Honestly, is like so beautiful there's a, the reservoir we haven't even like it's because we got it basically in winter right and so the things that we haven't had access to are pretty substantial which is the mountain interlocking mountain right yeah mm-hmm. um i've i was only able to get about halfway through it before phosphate hill yeah before uh like there's too much snow and i was like swimming through the snow yeah. and i had to leave 
The other thing is the reservoir, which is like a fucking basically ginormous lake that we can like canoe or like jet ski or yeah. whatever. Like there's so like this is gonna be the best summer spot. <laughs> this ever. is gonna be the <laughs> best summer ever. It's going to be the best summer ever. And we have a little Leo pup. So we got a puppy. Oh, we do have a oh, Leo. Yeah, pup. the dog is oh, actually goddamn. a big factor in the, my the dog, podcasting is not. The been dog is possible. a big yeah, it's a it, if you want to talk he's a about shitter, <laughs> he's a little he shit. He kind of sucks right now. It's like, and like, I love him. I love him. I spend every day with him. He's amazing, like, but is he though? Like, no, he's, he's amazing, but he fucking sucks. Yeah, he. Well, he's, he's an a, athlete. He tore his ACL recently. Yeah, he's he, he was, broke his leg because he's growing too fast because his breed is retarded. Like these people yeah. who grow these fucking dogs <laughs> were the worst. They're like, I just wanted a big dog. It's you're not the problem. The problem because like. Basically, Jake got this dog from, like, some person who, like, rescued it from, like, Amish breeders, which I still am very unclear what that situation looks like where an Amish breeder gets busted. Well, the dogs can't use the internet, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I still don't know what my life is, like, hearing all this stuff. Amish Amish dog. You have an Amish dog. Living in a cabin. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty... (laughs) Okay. That's where we're at. Yeah. All right. So he got he got So like he, we we meet this girl at the like the Petco and she's got this puppy and like we spend literally about fifteen seconds with this puppy it's, before it's like we buy him. The, he <laughs> was, was fucking no, adorable. When I got Kaiser, I I went and visited with him three times. I spent about like five hours with him before I was like, okay, we're on the same page. Yeah, and he's this great. was like fifteen he's seconds. So we're yeah. just like. She's like, well, oh, if we, you don't take him, the Amish are going to eat him. <laughs> we're like, okay. I guess we got to take him. And it's like, it costs a thousand, fifteen, twenty three hundred dollars or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like take originally like a three thousand dollar dog. Still spend eight hundred dollars. And but. this breed is like, they grow huge. This is uh, the Bernese Mountain Dogs. Yeah. They grow huge. They're like so big at such a, like a rapid pace that they die in seven years. God damn. The dog... <laughs> He'll be he will be like visited the world for seven years. It goes back to like shit mountain pupper heaven wherever they hang out. <laughs> mountain <laughs> pupper heaven. Yeah. No, it's gonna know. be sad. It's gonna be great. What it's is be the sad, point of that? But... Like who? Like who's like? Okay, you know what we should do? We should make more of these miserable. Like his life right now has been so miserable. I will say at the very <laughs> least that it's not as bad as an english bulldog's life oh my god that's probably bulldogs fair. are and like they're ugly like this dude's yeah. cute as oh fuck, he's super cute and he has a lot of energy and he can Vito. actually move he's great Vito's but yeah bulldog is a living meatball that drools and breathes occasionally because now you like, <laughs> yeah because you seem like <gasps> he literally not looks like Vito corleone from the god like he looks like he's marlon brando but except like marlon brando had a mouth that was functional he just tries to breathe through his enormous jowls that's like yeah he like um like walking is like an exasperation Oh, it's not like that's not poetry. I walked walked him a single block and he had to take four breaks and then he took (laughs) he took a big shit and then he had to take another like breather after he took a shit. It was and then he just walking the rest of the day. That was he's just starting to get his air back (laughs) and it doesn't end until the next morning. That was three months ago. He hasn't breathed the same since. Aren't their their heads are too big to swim? 
from what I understand. <laughs> Dude, their heads are they, their heads are so heavy that they can't. There's swim. no way you can. They just. I mean, like I know well, you're like the mechanics of it. <laughs> yeah, I know you're like you're, you're speaking stuff. a hypothetical. We're talking like I'm literally thinking about Vito. Like if you put him in a pool, he. I mean, like it's not even like a. It would be no, like he would die immediately. <laughs> like it would be like you set the stopwatch and try and contact Guinness World Book of Records for how fast someone died touching water. Like, that's like <laughs> you try and make a fucking like fortune out of that situation. Yeah. That's how obvious it well, is. Okay. You go so, long on Vito dying. Next plan um, for some money, because we need money right now. Are we talking money? Oh, we're talking... Oh, yeah. You guys yeah. should talk about your thinly veiled gambling addiction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Okay, well, like, okay. I want to I wanna, I wanna hear Jake explain this, because I've heard plenty of excuses from you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not... <laughs> Goddamn. All right. Anyways, so... While <laughs> Jacob is building his body, right, we're trying to build. We're trying to build value for Johnny's shareholders. building <laughs> tables in carpentry. Uh, we actually okay. So Codex West is now actually a business. Oh yeah, we are. And we uh, have Codex West we are, Yeah, we are officially. We are applying a business. for business that, credit cards because we're spending a lot of money. <laughs> so much. Yes. So much money. So that's part of it, you know. Yeah. We need a way to fund Codex West. We have a lot of projects going on right now. Next one coming up in the summer. Look out for it. It's going to be the hot sauce. Hot sauce. Oh, fucking hot sauce. Dope hot sauce. We'll talk about that in a second. So I manage uh, two portfolios. One is... It's it's very conservative and, um, you know... Would you go growth? Yeah, I'd I'd say it's it's a growth... Uh, mutual fund is so what I okay why don't it. we like um let's get into this like jake jacob doesn't know that like jacob would i feel like love this shit if he just like if they were like cartoon characters over all the decisions <laughs> you make if it was like you just put the dota like fucking horrible <laughs> shit it would be like you would love this shit. it's like <laughs> Okay, how do I, how I conceptualize <laughs> the this? The lore of Wall America. Street is not like like fucking like like childish. Okay, enough. so there's like there's like people like Goldman Sachs and like fucking Fidelity who are tanks. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right, we can end this metaphor immediately. I'm better than this metaphor. And also, then, I'm and not. And then there's healers. There, there are people. The holy can... trinity is Trump, <laughs> China. Yeah, and our failing account. What game do you play that has a? I think you're thinking of Catholicism, <laughs> which is not a video game. Oh, it's not. Says you. Oh shit. Says you. Um, okay. Anyways, apart from all that, uh, so I man, I, I manage one fund, which is more of like a mutual fund, and then another one, which has been more risky and acts as more of a hedge fund. It sure has. So anyways. More of a hybrid fund. <laughs> yeah. Lately, yes. Yeah. It's not been great. So I, Johnny and I, I bring Johnny in on this because I need an options man. Okay. I Gotta need help understanding options. options. Gotta have an options daddy. Because that's where you daddy. make the money. And Johnny is an options daddy, I'd say. And But <laughs> fucking Trump and his bullshit has made this market very volatile. Okay, so, like, basically... Oh, tell, tell them about the, uh, um, whatchamacallit, the fucking Good Friday trade. Oh, my, okay. This is a whole thing. So, um, how do I put this? 
I, I want people to understand what this is. this in a okay. way that doesn't make me seem like I fucked up colossally? <laughs> well, let's explain the whole situation. A, is like I'm gonna a, go. I want to some mutual fuck up. I don't know if like there's anyone mutual funds and there's, there's mutual fuck out ups. of the like seven point three people on average who are probably gonna listen to this. I want to explain what exactly is happening on a mechanistic <laughs> level. So, all right, you buy a stock or you sell a stock, right? That's like your ownership in this publicly traded company, You're buying right? part of a company. Okay, so that's a share. You buy like one share. Okay, yes. so um, shares go up and down over time, right? Um, and what you can do is say like you own like IBM or something. Um, you have like 100 shares of it. And you don't think that it's going to go above like 250 like say it's at like what is i like I let's say like it's trading at like 50 dollars a share let's just say it's at trading at 50 like you don't think it's going to go above 55 right and you own like 100 shares so what you do is there's someone out there who wants to um buy um your who basically some there's someone out there who's going to be like Okay, I want to buy. I want to. How do I do this in the terms of like its contracts? You are trying to sell somebody um, a contract which stipulates that if the stock goes above fifty five, I whether or not you want to buy it, I'm obligated to sell it to you. So, um, if you are someone who owns the IBM right, and you sell that contract to somebody right you get a premium for selling it just like you would like um if you were like with insurance right like you give a premium i i don't want to go into the insurance metaphor basically you're saying like okay like it's it's important yeah it's like because because basically you know because you took on the risk of you know saying that this might not go to 55 Uh uh-huh you're getting a premium for it Right. Because you're saying, oh, it might not happen, but because it is happening, you need to pay me money because I've held on to this for a certain amount of time, which is time risk for me. Yeah, right. It's like, um, basic, I mean, like, it's, it, it ends up coming out in a short term looking like a bet. But in a long term, imagine if you're like well diversified, right? Yeah. Which okay, there's a part of it. There's a big, big. I can't. Part of it, I, it's like I'm having a, a bet. Yeah. It's what it is is like if you're looking on long term. Like let's say like you don't think a stock that you own is going to go above like twenty percent in a year, right? You can sell that twenty percent. So like you know, let's say it was like a hundred. You don't think it's going to go to 20%, so you sell, someone thinks it is. So you're going to be like, I'm going to sell you this contract that if it goes above 120, that I have to sell it to you, right? But I'm, because it could happen, I'm selling it to you. So you have to pay me money up front. And so that's kind of the bet, I guess. It's like, okay, like someone thinks it's going to go above 120, so they're going to buy this, but it's sort of a, the way it's supposed to work is that, like, um, let's say that you have, um, like, you're a hedge fund, right? And so you're, or like a mutual fund, and you're managing people's money, and you're very long in a kind of stock. So, like, you've bought a lot of, let's say, we'll just keep using IBM. I don't know why, but because especially you're supposed to sell IBM right now, but let's just say you have bought a lot of IBM, right? And you're afraid that there's a certain point 
that they, it, you're afraid you put so much money into this of other people's money that if it goes down, that you're going to lose all their money, right? And so there, there are options where you are obligated to sell and there's, oblig- there's options where you're obligated to buy, right? So if you are a hedge fund and you're afraid that the stock is going to go way down, you would buy what it's called a put, which is that when you buy that, the person on the other side of the contract, they're obligated to buy the stock from you at a certain price, right? And so if it goes down, like you will have hedged that position that you had. And so that's the insurance angle, right? Where it's like, okay, in the event that um, like something happens where my stock goes all the way down, I'm not in trouble. There's really no way to do that with just like if you're just trading stocks. There has to be this derivative market where, okay, like people are willing to do the things you want to whether a stock goes up or down, and that's how you get it insurance out of it does that make sense yeah it makes perfect sense yeah okay, no, right. it, it makes perfect sense so but and i think like as a whole basically it just means that it gives you different options to like uh be diversified and also like make money regardless of what the market is doing yeah so it's important to have a knowledge of options Right in the market, it's important. It's an important derivative. Like, there's one way where you can be like the Wall Street bets, kind of like, oh, I'm just like because like some stocks are just like they have weeklies, which like who's like really getting insurance on like one or two point differences, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. that's it's almost like definitely betting in a way. Um, you have to have weeklies. You have to have people who can like buy in and out of the market at any time because the liquidity matters in terms of the options having value, mm-hmm. right? And like options having value means that like people can hedge um, their funds, mm-hmm. and that's important for the market because mm-hmm. if everyone all you could do is go, you know, short or long mm-hmm. in and uh, without like time limits, there's basically no way to hedge on one particular like uh vest like interest that you have so it's important but like it ends up being that the liquidity and that is required in order for that insurance market to exist ends up being that people are trading at rapid paces and that on a micro level looks exactly like betting because you're basically being like let's imagine like this happened like on friday I was like watching the entire market being like, okay, if it goes up to this, I'm buying it for today to expire. Like yeah. it had no, like it was like totally not like an insurance. Play. Probably like, like f- five minutes. Yeah. I'm looking at the one minute charts. Like, okay, where did it go? Blah, blah, blah. Is there like this technical that's supporting this buy? 
for the you know on the day expiration like i don't think we should do that and it turns out that when we're trading that way like you can get fucked like we did with tesla yeah it just uh, yeah i mean it's a totally different market now i mean i think trump has changed the market because we've actually seen how he can affect the world like this is okay he's done things where he's like tweeted and been like oh hey like i don't like this person or like you know i am against this yeah and it's affected like a microcosm of the world but this is affecting the entire world economy yeah what he's doing right now with so these tariffs one one the, the tariffs are one thing the other thing is like him specifically targeting amazon mm-hmm. was like i think like kind of a first right in terms of company maybe there was something else um but. yeah i mean he he more just like you know there was a point where he was like oh i'm making sure that uh you know pharmaceutical companies yeah he's named don't. industries but i don't think yeah I think amazon might be the yeah exactly. because it's yeah, crazy exactly. like he like the like it 935 he tweeted about amazon which is like five minutes after the market's open which is like he's specifically doing it to watch jeff bezos lose like billions of dollars yeah. in a day meanwhile we have a position in amazon for may that like because like it's just words over tweets as like people like stop being scared about it it goes up and we're like up like i don't know right now like 100 percent, just like having held it for a week and like it doesn't expire until may but that was just like a fear play basically yeah i mean which is cool for that but like the tariffs thing has been crazy because like the way that the tariffs work okay so here's here's the thing he says like um you know china has been unfair which in the past it's true they did fuck with their currency in a way where they uh they dumped a lot of like oh god I don't know if I should go into that. It's too technical. Well, but, like, basically, like, China was able to, like, um, devalue their currency in a way that, like, made it unfair. Um, but that was, like, way before Trump got into office. And now he's, like, kind of living in this, like, older world that, like, is very Bannon-inspired. And he decided to, like, throw these tariffs on, um, like, different... Like, how many products was it? Was it, like... I think it was like 125 different Chinese products. Yeah. And what's problematic about that is one, okay, I'm not sure this is actually in good faith that he's doing this. I think it's like a negotiation tactic that can go horribly wrong because China's way smarter right now because Trump doesn't understand the negative feedback loops that happen (laughs) when you make tariffs for the people who like make all of your cheap goods. Um, who and I'm and sure you have also like and contributed you, to most of his like hotels and properties, right? And then you like you're actually like you know making it harder for like the f- soybean farmers and the you know not the soybeans, yeah, yeah soybeans. But basically the soybeans. way soybeans, like, it's just interesting because like in the various negotiation uh, contracts that we have or trade deals that we have with China, there are mechanisms in place where if we think that something's wrong, we. Uh, defer to a unbiased non like non-involved uh tribunal Mm -hmm. and then there's ways of basically like ameliorating those um tensions or like what we think is unfair um there's ways of doing that already in every mech there's mechanisms in place with in every trade deal that we have 
but Trump decides to throw these like what these like these just tariffs on top of those deals, which like basically kind of like disrespects the deals in a way, which means like those if you really wanted to go like negotiate with China, you're already sort of hurting that prospect by being like, well, fuck it. You know, like you, mm-hmm. you don't think these deals matter basically. And like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, you know, uh, like uh, what's the word when you decide that like another person gets to like decide your fate, mm-hmm. it's important that like everyone has trust in the process. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to throw these tariffs on, you've like, you know, destabilized that trust. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they throw these tariffs on. Not only, I mean, like, okay, yeah, maybe now it'll like there'll be more of a motive for us to like buy like, um, you know, like American steel or something, right? Mm. But like, that's not going to add more jobs because all those jobs are already done by robots, basically. Mm-hmm. Like all the all the ways, all the tariffs are designed to like, of like they're just. Dis- the motivation for the tariffs is basically to like reestablish or like to bring to life this like very conservative nostalgia, which is that like people working in like the mills and like, you know, they come home, yeah. they, you know, the, with their sweaty bodies and, you know, with like an honest day's pay. Very sweaty. Right. Um, but it just like completely like disregards the fact that manufacturing in this country, like I think it's something like in the last five to 10 years has been up 28%, even though manufacturing jobs have been down. Mm-hmm. And like the only way that you can square that kind of thing is that, you know, we have machines who do the work and, you know, we just have people who like oversee the machines. Right. So these tariffs, not only like, okay, like, yes, it's not going to make more jobs. And then it's going to make the materials, which, you know, people use to manufacture goods, it's going to make them more expensive in the long run. So it hurts them. And then they can't sell the things they made to China because now China's counter-tariffing. So the tariffs hurt that person, that in-between person who like represents the majority of like Americans who are being affected by this. Right. In two ways. It hurts them on the way where they have to purchase the materials and then sell the materials. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I mean, whatever. Like, this isn't, like, a controversial view. No economist agrees with this. It's just interesting to see how the market reacts. Well, and it's just a very uh, interesting time for this to happen because he talks about bringing jobs back to America, but the unemployment rate is at a historical low. Yeah. Like, the problem is not jobs right now. That's No. That's not the issue. And... I think the interest rates that are being raised uh-huh. right now, you know, they rely on the unemployment rate because, you know, people aren't going to hire as many people or get paid as much when the interest rates are starting to go up. And that makes it harder to, like, buy houses. And right. It hurts the same people you're... Like, yeah, like, and it's just, it's just... And, like, a lot of people think that the bull... Like, this nine-year, like, historically long bull market is at a top as well. Yeah. Which all this shit with China does not help. No, there's like this mood where it's like, 
with investors, like all the podcasts I listen to and things I mm. read, there's like a sense of impending doom that is not like nor it's not like normal like oh the stock is overvalued but it's like yeah which it was take it while you can because and that you can like you can the greatest thing about watching the market and like the chart it's just like amazing to see like how we decide to quantify people's sentiments like you can watch people's fear there's literally the vix which is the fear index you can watch it just tick and you can just see how people are freaking out, how volatility, how people are trading yeah, no, I, at more rapid rates or less rapid rates. Depending. Yeah. It's like sort of spiritual in a way to just yeah. like see I all think, of I like think human, watching... all of America, all of humanity like fucking plotted on a chart going exactly. up and down increments. It does have like this very like I think spiritualist it's most, like, quality artistic thing I've ever been involved in. without like <laughs> without there being but it's also soulless when you're watching like I have oh, this, totally like, which makes it great it feels religious <laughs> in a way where it's like you watch it and you're just going up and down and you realize you have no control over it and like yeah. you have this you have the impulse to time it like you have the inclination that you can make sense out of what's happening and really what's happening is like it's funny because it's capitalistic, but it's like this ginormous social movement moving back and forth, mm-hmm. up and down, and and like it, it's greater than you. Like you will like yep. lose your ass every time if like you're just trying to like play those like one minutes because like the collective is greater than like your pro- yeah. you know like what you can forecast. Totally. So I don't know. It's like kind of amazing to watch, and also it has this like aspect where you can best it in a way, but it's not because like you can best like all of people's fear moving up and down, but it's like, because the market is so vast and there's so many strategies, mm-hmm. you know, it's like your whole port, you know, it's like you're balancing your whole when with options. You're looking at all like these different variables that like factor into the option price and you're trying to balance them in a way that mm-hmm. makes sense. But like, there's so many different options. There's just like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of options that you can like look to like put into your position that mm-hmm. like balance it in a way where it directs you in a profitable, you know, way. And that's sort of fascinating because it gives you kind of freedom. It's like your strategies like there's just so, there's not like a certain there's like things you can like there's principles and blah 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 and there's like statistics and you have to look at like standard deviations a lot lots of probabilistic methodologies to get you to where you're going but ultimately like, you have this whole freedom to look at like a wide swath of like things that are being bought and sold mm. and you can like just put them in a place where like it feels like you're just doing like it's a game but like in this weird way you're actually just providing liquidity to people who are trying to hedge their risks mm-hmm but it's such a weird job. Like if you were to really like make money as like somebody who traded options, you were to talk if someone asked you what you did, like the most honest thing you could say is that like I provide liquidity to like like the the insurance market yeah. for option yeah. like for stocks. Yeah. Which is just like such a weird job. It's such a derivative job from like something that I'm interested, in, which is like carpentry. It's like what do you do? I build fucking houses. <laughs> what do you do? I, I provide liquidity. <laughs> but it, it's also amazing how like uh like mathematically though like things actually end up breaking down like you know the other like two weeks ago it, the charts showed that like some of the the vix funds were going to be bullish now uh-huh. after breaking out of like a like a nine-year downtrend and like that's what's happened not not only like in that regard but also just like the world as fucking like 
exploded in that way yeah it's just weird how it happens at the same time that's why like statistics is so interesting that's like magic the card game is something that like you have to play like this is like prepared me for stocks in a way you don't have to (laughs) you don't have to fucking have to. no but like um just to bring it to something that you know jacob's wearing his nrg shirt next ridge games which is yeah we'll bring it back back. yeah bring it back basically we're losing money in the market done yeah, we'll get it back. Or we're it's we're even. We're even. We should be really high, we're even. But here's the thing. I th- I view like when I look at like the charts every day and stuff, it's like I use the same probabilistic thinking that I did when it came to magic, which was like a game where you're basically you know, there's like a lot of talent involved and like better players will on average beat lesser players. But it's in, in you know, it's like like if you're watching a sport and you know, there are people who are kings of it. It's just because, like, they're just, like, athletically better or, like, they're just, mm-hmm. you know, something like chess. It's, like, um, Magnus Carlsen. Like, he's just, like, can, you know, he's just, like, gr- better than people. You know, it, does, it doesn't have to do with probability. Right. But, like, Magic was a game that I got into that, like, kind of blew my mind because there are just certain times where, like, you can't win or something, right? I mean, like, how do you think about, like, what do you, like, what's your, like, views on, like, probability when it comes to games? Because it's, like, I want to connect it to the market because, like, this is, like, you you literally, like, it's employing, a game. it's a game, but you're employing probabilistic measures in order to, like, make a profit providing liquidity. It's, like, this weird thing where it's, like, magic's just a game where it's, like, you're using, you're employing probabilities to win maximize your hundred dollars make like yeah, optimize I, your decision making yeah. the probabilistic element at some point a the game stopped being like fun to me i think so too yeah but the probabilistic element is troublesome because there's an element of like self-doubt that you can't ever beat that's so yeah. the issue becomes like am i playing a game and am i winning because i'm good am I, or am i winning because i like today was my day and that what that boils down to ultimately for me was I was never sure if I was winning. Basically, what it boils down to is I don't gamble. I have a strict like philosophy, like I'm strongly against gambling. Yeah. In my personal life, period. So it got to the point where I saw magic as like not distinguishable from gambling. Like, yeah. There's a skill element that's significant enough to make you like to for you to fool yourself into thinking that you're not gambling yeah at the end of the day you can have a bad day and you spent you know you 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 spent five hundred dollars on travel expenses to (laughs) yeah well i think what it is is like with magic um everything's kind of okay so i have i had this view too where it's like i i was just a strict non-gambler and it's pretty much why i got out of magic too but what i realized is like the difference between gambling and like hedging is that gambling is like you're basically like you're trying to use probability to fight against the probabilities that are stacked against you right like if you're like okay i'm betting on a horse winning right Mm. i've been i've been in so many horse tracks like i've Mm -hmm. made so many bets watch how they all change watch the numbers you think are gonna like predict whatever blah blah blah, and doesn't Mm. ultimately it's just like the probability of a horse just like not running the way Fast that you enough. want. Yeah. yeah. 
is like uncontrolled. Like it's not like so- I don't. Yeah, that's the issue of gambling to me is less about like potential loss and more about you're investing in something that you fundamentally have no control over. Yeah, but you is, fundamentally don't have any control over pretty much anything. I find that to be untrue. I don't. Generally. This is. I guess this is what like the crux of want to get into is like what distinguishes gambling from like, um, this like any decision making, right? Like if you like, I'm gambling on the fact that like I'm going to be happy building all the things I'm building right now mm-hmm. in Codex West. Um, that it's gonna like make something that I'm proud of or blah, blah, blah but like there's like you know it's like a gamble against like everything breaking down or like you know there's so many ways in which like that won't work but like I'm going to do it anyway because it makes me you know you know what I well, mean like do you like, get like I it think might that's make, just a product of like having a decision making process that's based on outcomes everything's based on outcomes though right or maybe not i mean i guess maybe not like i mean yeah. like isn't your job you isn't your like a career a based on outcomes though like is your are you gambling when you like decide to like join a company with the expectation of a promotion for sure that you yeah. might not get so isn't that game i mean like but that doesn't seem but like it's gambling like it's in the gambling sense that, in a sense that i mean it's it's gambling in a way that is guaranteed net productivity no matter what though because you're still making money during the process of like attaining the promotion right right it's still better than just existing in stasis that's a good but point. you could be losing money in the sense that like the money that like the time that you were spending doing the thing you were doing could be better spent depends like, on your you, earnings potential yeah hmm. i think it, which i don't know it's like i mean at some point you're like you got to make a decision right Right. I mean, like, I, yeah, I'm not trying to, like, totally equivocate the different. No, you know, I but, totally understand where you're yeah. going. I think but it's just like, like there's you just can, something you can that's live like, your life in a way that's, like, not. If your goal with Codex West is to, like, ultimately create something that you're proud of, I think that's, like, good. But I think it's also just, like, a wholly different approach to decision making than when you mine. gamble. Than, oh, then you're just, like, oh. my personal. Yeah. Oh. I think it's, like, uh, the way that I approach things is, like, I'm more curious uh, not about outcomes but about process so like for me this is like uh codex west for me is more there are things that i would like to see happen but like i can't base any of my happiness or like potential self-worth on like the outcome i just have to do it the best that i can and that's like the value yeah I think that's something I'm struggling. I mean, we've been talking so much about, like, in our other podcast about, like, celebrity and, yeah. like, the end goal of, like, the things that you make. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, it's such, like, a cliche to be, like, no, it's, like, the fucking journey, not the destination. And, like, yeah, you, you could throw that's that not exactly it. what I'm trying to I say. Know, I know yeah. it's not. I, I totally <laughs> yeah, know yeah. it's not. But, like, there's, um, like, uh, I think what it is, it's, what makes it more complicated is, I mean, I don't know, maybe you don't have this complex, but I have this complex where I want, like, I have um, the thing that I want to make and then, like, the this, like, fucking weird reality that I, like, want to, like, happen because of the thing I made. But, like, I actually yeah, I like making the thing. Yeah. But, like, like, I have this predestination of greatness I have to fulfill. For me, it's more which I don't like. Like that's like a problem for me. Yeah, it sounds. I don't think I can like live in that way. No, it's like that's like I hope by like the time I turn thirty, I don't have this fucking 
thing complex yeah. anymore. Yeah, but it's cloud like over your head. yeah, like but I think more people have it than like are willing to let on. It has I to agree be for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like a it's like a rational way to approach life based on like everything that you're taught and everything that like it's, it's so a, weird. it's a yeah. rational way to approach life based on like how experience works it's, like a thing happens and then another thing happens right. as a result. It's and just then like there's causality. like yeah and then there's histories that are made and like the way that we're taught anything is by like basically either i think this is how i would break down your distinction between process and outcome is that let's say i want to like build this is why I'm just like in love with carpentry right mm-hmm. now is because like I don't know any famous carpenters, whatever. Like I've said that as we like talked a meme. about this early. <laughs> I know Jesus Christ. I know, but like the idea is that like well, Jesus Christ. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Oh yeah, He's Jesus was famous. Don't forget. Okay, all right, forget yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> Jesus wasn't famous because he because he was a carpenter. He was famous because he could have been very. He good. was really sexy. But the, the cross was very <laughs> sound. The cross he was on was very. The cross is really nice, but yeah. um, yeah, I think with like. But, like, any, like, thing that's, like, process is, like, how you, like, okay, how do you build something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you build a table? It's not, like, well, George Jefferson came in, you know, you know and blah, blah, you know what I mean? Or, like, <laughs> I'm reading how to be, like, uh, like a, like, I read, like, how to build acoustic guitar. And it's, like, you know, it talks about the history of, like, how Gibson built it or something. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, it's not, like, okay, the thing you're building is, like, um, an express like Gibson's expression that you're learning the way that if you're like trying to write poetry or something it's like you read you know like w- it's more like objective play. yeah I think mm. it's just like a process like how do you build a table this is the way you can build a table boom right like, but if you but like, study, like yeah but if build you're a better table right right but if you're like trying to build a short story or something like every class will be like you look at the greats mm-hmm. it's always says it's like very this, like this history where it's like um, you know, it's peopled about, and it's like every, you know, it's like, okay, you want to learn how to like write a poem? You need to like read Shakespeare. I think that's just one approach though. Yeah. But no one's Car- like, okay, this carpentry is you... more like platonic. Like it's more like, yeah, it's more like, like way there's a form yeah, and you like, yeah. it's teleological in that way yeah. where it's like, I'm, I've been so involved with like, you know, I was like a humanities like student in college and high school and so it's like everything was like if you study philosophy like you would take classes on Frege who just like made a you know he was like most famous for like his foundations of arithmetic which is like weird you would like think you would take a class on the foundations of arithmetic if you're interested in the foundations of arithmetic (laughs) but no really what you're doing is you're taking a class on Frege because and how he he's so great yeah <laughs> because like perfect. you know the whole you know the entire like there's like a principle where it's like if like greatness is better than the outcome yeah or the outcome is yeah. like abide by that philosophy i think if you're just always the thing about like uh lifting weights or doing anything like that where there's like it's necessarily about like almost excruciatingly slow paced gain yeah it changes your perspective because you start to think of things not as like I don't have like an outcome of like what I want my body to look like in you know two years it's the this the steady like understanding that you're constantly making progress you're in the you're never like gonna be like oh I got it yeah, yeah. you're always exactly yeah. right, right. I know that there's like, no yeah. like attainment but I think mm-hmm. that you can approach most things like that mm-hmm. I know I agree um and that's different than being like there's an objective way to finish a task versus like the people who 
it, well, you can. How do the, I? The, the, yeah. the approach, I think, like the distinction that you're trying to make is that like there's an object of completion. But I think at the end of the day, you're not trying to like the the end the end game of carpentry isn't to build one table. It's to get better at carpentry. Right. No, so that's true. Yeah. Consistently building things or getting better at like constructing different ki- types of objects, even if there are if even if there's an existing framework, a you can delineate from that framework right but b the end game isn't to make that thing it's to constantly be getting better and improving your ability to make that thing yeah absolutely no i agree but there's still when it's like you're getting better at making a thing um there's still a culture in which it's like this is how you can do it Mm -hmm. as opposed to like there's not really like i'm like you know it's like i wanted to be like an like you know like i wanted to write novels Right. And so like I read, you know, like I would go to like like a class, which you would assume like if you went to like a a carpentry class, it'd be like, well, this is how you do this, blah, blah, blah. And you just like, sure. You know what I mean? But like when you go to like a class to like learn how to write a novel, it's like, look how great this guy is. And it's like you can just like describe the things that he did, I guess. But like because there's Mm -hmm. this culture, like if I built the table, the same table that I was taught in class, then like I did a good job. I built a table. It was useful, blah, blah, blah. But, like, if I wrote the same novel that I was, <laughs> I would be kicked out of school because I plagiarized. Mm. Right. Right? Like, you can't plagiarize a table. Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, agree, agreed on all points. But, like, this is a shitty table we're sitting at. <laughs> Real, we're using like, an Ikea we're table. That's, no, that's, that's like, like really this shitty shitty table. Like, if you hear any noises, it's because it's a shitty there's, table. There's shitty novels. Like, there's, <laughs> there's people who build their bodies and, like, other people don't like the way that they've built them. That's very true. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, I love abs. Like, why doesn't this dude have abs? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like... <laughs> So, yeah, I'm agreed, just, like, agreed. Why, in, why like, doesn't anyone have abs? Abs are the best part. <laughs> right, dude, for right. Sure. I can't, can't Jacob get will abs disagree, but to fucking save part. my life. What's your favorite but, muscle, Jacob? Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> oh, tasty. Chest? I think, yeah, it's pecs. It's yeah, I guess. Big old pecs. pecs. It's funny yeah. because they're not boobies. They're pecs. No, they're pecs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just interested in, like, how that all correlates. Like, this is a shitty fucking table. Like, people don't like other people's bodies, even if you've, like, worked really hard to get, like, a great body. Like, there's yeah. very shitty novels. Like, Yeah. What I, I guess what I'm saying is, okay, is that... Where are we, the, where the, are we going the question, with this? Like, the, if you, like, looking at it sort of in reverse... You can plagiarize a novel, but like, what's your what is your intention? Like, what you can plagiarize a novel, you get kicked out of school, sure, but that has to do with like the culture of intentions. Great, it's like, why would you plagiarize? Yeah, like, what, why yeah, would you make a novel? Yeah, yeah. You're but then it's like, why would you, you get big are, old yeah. pecs? Like, if you don't, well, love okay. Pecs. Here's the thing: we don't value like. Okay, this is this <laughs> right? damn straight, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, here's I guess what I would say is that like, okay, let's say like I rebuilt this table. Yeah. Right. But like, right. I use my own wood. Blah, blah. I use the same design. The design is not special in any way. It's just like no, it's very you know? not right. Special. No, it's not special. But I built it. I built another one. It's like right. It would be useful. It's your table. Yeah. It's like, and you might like. Would you appreciate not consider that plagiarism or? If I built with the same design. Yeah. Ooh. That's the thing. It's like design is not like, it's not the same thing as like. Didn't sound like someone was here. Yeah, yeah. I heard that it. was weird. Voice. I don't know. That's fun. no, don't. I totally yeah. just heard a fucking yeah. voice though.
Okay. So we thought we heard, sorry, we thought we heard a woman's voice and, you know, we're in the middle of the woods or in the mountain. So could be all the LSD as well, but yeah, because we're very high on that. (laughs) As you can tell. Anyway, so Jacob got his knife. He went up and checked. Everything's fine, but we need to restart. I don't remember what we're talking about. I think the conversation was done anyway. There, this is a catch-up episode. Yeah. Um. I just I want everyone to know that we're not just like flailing on our podcast. It's too much fun to do. Yeah. This is it's it's yeah. It's it's kind of a bitch to like set up when we're not completely set up. But now that we are, it's like we're gonna be podcasting all the time. We're gonna be doing video. Um, Jacob's got a cooking podcast I'm really excited about. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. What what are you gonna call why don't you give it a little like just not taste? A recipe of, not a recipe. So uh, the idea the idea is um basically it, it seems to me like most cooking podcasts or most like the, the approach to making food accessible to people is through recipes. Which yes. I don't think is like a, a great way to learn cooking. Because it teaches you how to cook mm-hmm. one thing. Yeah. But if you're not learning if you're not learning like fundamentals and technique it, once you once you understand fundamentals and technique, cooking is not difficult. If you understand process and you understand mm-hmm. enough processes, you're gonna be able to cook most anything, or you're at least gonna be able totally. to innovate in the kitchen. And you're gonna have the ability to cook new dishes without actually having to look at a recipe. Which I love that. to me is yeah, I think that's yeah. just yeah. like what. So what does the what podcast look like though? Uh, basically, we're gonna be covering the idea. Mark actually came up with it. The idea is we cover one, so like the first episode is going to be tomato sauce. Okay. So we're going to sit, we're going to sort of inspect what like tomato sauces and tomato sauce based dishes in different cultures look like. And then we're going to establish like, well, what do you do to make each kind of tomato sauce? We're not going to talk about specific recipes. We're going to talk about the process that goes into making, you know, say mm-hmm. like shakshuka or your, you know, sort of like traditional Italian tomato sauces or ragout, like stuff like that. So just. Nice process not a recipe i love that because that's, that's great I need. I need like more yeah. like i when i cook it's like i open the refrigerator and see what there is yeah and so if i know how to do more things the as more opposed, you understand yeah, yeah the, the more you understand how to cook the more like totally it doesn't matter what you have in your refrigerator yeah you're going to be able to do different things with the same ingredients for me that's it's like exciting. i don't like use the oven enough sure yeah and there, there's different processes for like i feel like that could like you know, just you, elevate. Yeah, but tomato sauce. I would love to know video? everything about tomato. Tomato sauce is like essential to a lot I of. I would make. love to do video. I don't know what exactly is required. You know, it's funny is because like a re- you know videos usually are made to like film people making recipes and like what you're right. trying to do is not, yeah, not that so <laughs> you could take a yeah. tomato and be like listen this is gonna become something. you could do this <laughs> or this or I'm this a sculptor yeah. and this is my client <laughs> it's a tomato, i love that idea though that's yeah that's i think great, it'll be yeah. really fun i think yeah. it'll see be how yeah. doable it is it's like a it's, little bit yeah i loved when you and mark talked about we'll food, it so i hope it happens and i think uh jake and i will probably do like a like what happened in this week in our fucking portfolio? Oh, I'd love to do that. Because our drama is so insane. Yeah, there's There's no drama. We can just fucking come down here and do whatever we want, really. That's definitely, yeah, that's the idea. um, You know, a lot of like the six, you know, there's different ways that you can do this. You can either be like the way we've been doing it with Codex West podcast, Mm -hmm. which we're going to have to like differentiate. Yeah. 
Um, Codex West is. We're gonna have like a flagship podcast, I guess. Oh, but no. like the Codex, yeah. I just set up the business. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope it's not dead yet. No, no, Long no, 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 it, will no, no, no. It, it will die. It will die. I mean, it will die. I just but... hope just more than two weeks. Can you yeah. More than two weeks? <laughs> but um, oh fuck, what was it? Anyway, so we can come down here. I think the success to a lot of like great podcasters is really like talking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> just consistency. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could do the thing where you like, you make the show once a week or twice a week, but we're, you know, like sometimes we go deep. Yeah. We did go deep with it, but I think what's going to happen is we're just going to want to like come down here and like talk to each other. I think so too. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Whatever. It's pretty much what happened today. So yeah, I think like when it comes down, you know, it's like we're not, we're not reporters, and we're not like we. What do we have to report? We're in the yeah, fucking we're not, mountains. We're in. I think what it comes down to is like the Codex West aesthetic is like we're just fucking. We're not involved in like we don't. I don't literally. I literally do not talk to people. Yeah. I don't. This is like. This is a this is a document to what happens when you just decide to like move away from people. This is like our little mountain sanatorium. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna well, just be, you know what? We're gonna start having people here. We're gonna start. If you need that, I don't. We <laughs> don't I need, need it, is but it's gonna pocket. make it even better. I will tell you now. It probably will, and the dogs will get them on interview. And I would like to start interviewing people. That's one thing I would like to do. But I don't. It's it's hard to like do that like people well, cost we, money and shit like, yeah you can I find mean, like local yokels though yeah, yeah local yokels yeah like, you know, like, <laughs> do farmers we market should, like now so i'm motherfuckers i'm dating somebody right now boom who's a local yokel get your yeah <laughs> you guys never met i'm dating a yokel point. she happens get, to be local you guys should seduce tinder girls have them come back here and then uh, we can interview well them. we have zero interest because they they started did you see the the feds took they they um, to go property we over have Backpage zero because Backpage, <laughs> backpage and Tinder are different. You don't pay for yeah, Tinder. Yeah, yeah, Tinder sucks. <laughs> it's not it. as consistent. The difference is Backpage is HTML and just like works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the good thing is there was never any money left for Backpage. Yeah, that all is, that's left is arrows. I mean, you know, we can, so we like we I like I today I peruse the escorts them. on arrows, and they're just very there's no transient. Rates. They don't know there's the no area. rates. There, there are no rates. Um, no rates. How they do don't you tell you. Don't you have to the call rates. them. But the thing is, like, what people don't understand is like escorts are like musicians. They tour, so they tell they have tour dates. Uh huh. And so it's like when they're. Well, in Boston them? from April thirteenth to April. Do you book out like hourly sessions or do you book for days? No, you book out. If you can afford it. If you afford it. I mean, you're a big roller. If you've made a lot of money in the market. <laughs> you get what, the escort. The idea is like... <laughs> listen, the only there's way... A clear, there's a clear trajectory. The only way you could ever get... Well, Backpage is gone. The only other way you could get an Eros girl is if we interview them because then we can make it a write-off. Boom. <laughs> that is... Codex West LLC, Air. hard at work, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Holdings. This is what. <laughs> yeah, don't forget the whole. Holdings I... them titties. <laughs> when I first registered it, it was I put in Codex West Holdings okay. LLC, oh. 
and then it added LLC. So at one point we were coding was LLC, LLC. Yeah, we were LLC, LLC. And then I almost had to re-register, which would have made it Codex was Holdings LLC, LLC, LLC. But then it got rejected. Extremely limited liability. We're so limited. We're limiting the limit. We're we're net reducing the we're amount net, of liability that net, is net, limited. Net, we're net, net limited. Net. Oh, whoa. Okay, so um, <laughs> I I gotta cut some of the fat out of this podcast, but here's the deal: I want us all to talk about in our catch up why we came out here. What? It, okay, so this was this is what happened. Some crazy shit happened. We had to escape Salt Lake, basically. And how, how okay. is going to be the subject of, like, Jake's memoirs? <laughs> my, my memoir. My memoir. My memoir, memoir. My memoir, memoir. We decide, I just, like, I think it's curious that, like, without a, without a hesitation, all of us were like, yes. Like, right. like, Jake was just like, Yo, why don't we just go out to Midway where, you know, it's like, it's past Park City. It's just going to be us. Like, we're just going to be on a mountain, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. basically. And, like, when he pitched it to me, it was, like, light bulbs flared up. And I was like, yes. Right. And I've never really, and, like, I know when I told you, Jacob, I was like, this is what I'm doing. And, like, like, you need to be a part of it. You're just like, uh, yeah. Like, you, you, it was, your response was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah, that could be totally genuine. Like, go fuck yourself for like even thinking it wouldn't that, yeah, do that. And it was like I don't like I, I actually you know it's like Jake at, you know how what's your commute like an hour? Yeah, it's an hour to work. It's an hour, and yeah, but like you were immediately to be like an hour with no traffic because I work at two a.m. So. Yeah, it's a hundred mile round trip. Every it's day. not that bad. It's not. You no, know, it's legit. It's, it's a mileage. commute. It's, it's it a legitimate commute. It's miles each yeah. way. It's a, it's, a, so. it's a legitimate commute. But, like, knowing that, like, I know you're not stupid. Like, you knew that was going to happen because you yeah. understand math. You yeah. understand arithmetic. We <laughs> talked about Frega, right? <laughs> Anyways, what I'm saying is that you immediately were just, like, you were so sure that, like, you – you giving a sarcastic response to me, you knew that, like, I knew that you were into it. Uh-huh. Which is so bizarre because it's so radical. And, like, what is it about all of us that, like, I, like, look at other people in your life that you're friends with, that you're friendly with. And they would, it, there was it not only. Been, it would have taken some convincing. Yeah. If, if they were going to yeah, even do, yeah. yeah. And this was, well, like, a lot this of people was are like. They just kind of pussyfoot around. Like, you have... I think the... I think it's, like, really easy to become a person that's, like, a little bit too... Uh, I would consider myself, like, a pretty conservative person in terms of, like, my lifestyle and the decisions that I make. But I, I think it's, like, really easy to get stuck in the trap of, like... Well, I have this, like, consistent lifestyle that I can lead that's gonna... Like, it's stable. So, like, why would I take risks or do anything different but it's not like uh i don't think you learn anything from that so Mm. and i trust you guys so it was kind of just like well here's an opportunity to like do this cool thing have a big house like you have more space to do like thing you know imagine how little space we had before (laughs) like now yeah yeah none of we wouldn't have been able to like dream of doing any of the shit in the apartment yeah now we have a house and it's like done there's a yard yeah Yeah, like you can dream grow things like literally like the first thing i did was i spent my tax return on building a gym in the backyard so i don't have to go to the gym like 
it's an opportunity because I still have to do that. Space is like a uh, having an amount of space that enables you to do the things that you want to do is just kind of an enabler in and of itself. Like, it's just wild. It's because inspirational like, to have. I, that's like, how I feel. But like space. so many of the people I know in front of me, they like they moved to the city. They yeah. like they like they I think that, that set, anymore, they, they like, think that like the the economy is if you sacrifice space you gain opportunity whereas like to yeah. me it's like the space equates to the opportunity yeah, yeah. I, which is just sort of i don't like i think there um there's this way of like understanding like politics in america that has to do with like you know city people versus like country people yeah totally city slickers yeah <laughs> those fucking well, city slickers yeah. Knife <laughs> with a yeah, deer head whole, behind yeah. you city yeah slickers, man. yeah but like i have like sort of i don't know to me i think the the divide is just like as it's worth inspecting versus like that being like an answer already you know like there's you know for me i was someone who like was gra- i gravitated towards the city mm-hmm and then some sort of events that happened that, like, when Jake said, why don't we just move to nowhere on a mountain? Yeah. I was like, that's a good my idea. dream. Yeah. <laughs> and what was the connection between the person who, like, thought that I had to be in a city to be what I wanted to versus, like, the person that is, like, in the country now? Mm-hmm. And I still hold views that are similar to someone who might be in a city, even though, like my personal views are like i can't accomplish anything in a fucking closet apartment yeah like there's no like i can't i have no freedom but like i still believe in like things that someone like a city person you know what i mean like i don't i think that's worth inspecting like why people decide to need space especially since america is full of space we've talked about this already yeah we've yeah we've mentioned everyone could have a house I don't know if that's actually true, but like, every, there's so much fucking. Dude, everyone space. could have like, hundred acres. Right. <laughs> yeah, isn't on, Wyoming like ninety percent like it's fucking, yeah there's like there's no so much of America Wyoming. for people to claim, but like people, they like willingly sacrifice their space because they think being in proximity to other people is freedom. And to me, it's yeah. like that. It's not that I have like a problem with like sh- of sharing. Like I, I feel like I'm very like like I'm a sharing yeah. person. It's not that. It's more just like I can't build a. How how are you gonna like get good at like making a table, in an apartment? In an apartment, like yeah. I don't. You know, it's like it's not even a like. Who cares about the table yeah. or making it? It's just like you can't exercise anything when you're stuck somewhere. And yet, that doesn't necessitate how I view like about like why does that matter about like it shouldn't matter that like. I want space, but I also want universal healthcare. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> those things don't equate in a way, right. but like, anyway, so for me, I feel like, especially being in a red state, like deeply red, like Utah is like, there's not like, why even I'm not even registering. Like, there's no reason to vote here. Yeah. Like, and I'm someone who like, I went to like the democratic party here to volunteer. And like, I wa- looked into their offices and it was just like, they still had confetti stripped everywhere from like when Hillary lost and they yeah. didn't clean it up. Tables and they brought me back to the office. It was like that is this girl nice. was just like I'm the only paid person here in Salt Lake, and like you would just be like an intern, and I'm like I'm 27 years old. Yeah. I'm here to like 
for a I have job. a job. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm here to like, if that's what you're offering, no. I got you. Sorry, I'm like, I'm yeah. too old to like yeah. intern. But like, wow, you haven't got a vacuum? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, you need a shop vacuum intern? I do have a shop vac. <laughs> I do. I am a carpenter. <laughs> yeah, like I can bring my shop vac, but yeah. you gotta pay me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I guess I'll have a job. <laughs> it's the dnc hiring i'll clean your carpet (laughs) but yeah that was what was crazy was like i you know it's like i was i'm deeply involved in politics and i like i'm like happy to be in a state where it doesn't matter oh yeah you know what i mean like it doesn't like i'm happy to be here because i don't think um well what is it i don't know what it's me it's like to like the outside world in utah and especially where we're living is so trivial that you can actually yeah. like when when that's not a conf- when like oh my god what am I doing to help the world isn't a confounding factor in your life you actually get to focus on the stuff that turns out you actually give more of a shit about because like you're just a person and there's only so much change that you can actually enact yeah that's why like I think like focusing on what I eat is like basically the greatest act I can like probably in terms of like overall political efficacy yeah because it's like i could move like i homo homo right what they say is like if you're like a millennial and you want to make the most change like move to a purple state or something Mm -hmm. which like i guess has merit but i think in one way you know it's like that's like good like on like a you know statistical model but like for me i i think i'm just like too i also one i come from like a red family and like a red portion of Florida. Oh yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> so like my like you know for bad. me yeah moving me moving me having like the awareness I have it's probably better for me to like be someone who can like communicate like what people's values are here because apparently I share some. Mm-hmm. I mean where, wherever you move apparently you share some value with unless you're incapable of moving like if you're just like a like a product of like tragic circumstance yeah, which i guess is like stuck. yeah people get stuck look at uh west virginia <laughs> what do you mean i mean just you know As i'm just thinking of like a normal like the uh the it's so beautiful like, though west Vir- you know my, i've been to west virginia once and it was with john mills and he like had this cabin that his grandfather built and it was on this like 100 acre land on the fucking river that went on for miles. Like to me, like West Virginia is beautiful. And then I like, I like, I, I, I hear people talk people, yeah. and I'm like, Oh, the idea was that you, I saw no one. I right, literally right, right. saw no one the like, from West the Virginia airport. Is, yeah. I'm not sure it's on TSA. Like I'm not sure I had a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> That's how empty it was. I think I just appeared there. <laughs> but anyway, um, what about you, Jake? Why, why did you, I mean, like there are circumstances obviously that led us here. But what, like, why? Yeah, uh, yeah. What, what's your answer? Why did you 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 could have just like gotten an apartment by yourself or like moved somewhere else? Yeah, or, right. That's true. Or like not been my friend anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was just gonna not be Johnny's friend anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude, it haunts me every day. <laughs> I moved um, out here to get away from that fucking dude. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think the, I guess the biggest part is like. I just believe in what we're doing. Um, maybe to a fault sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I'm I'm of the belief like if I don't believe in this, then like what am I doing with my life? <laughs> sure, um yeah. 
and uh so it's important to me like all the projects that we're doing and then also um i just think we're in a unique situation where we're still trying to like understand how we can still be like connected to like the remainder of the world Mm -hmm. even if we live out in a cabin in the middle of nowhere i mean what like you know, even I mean, like we're 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting here yeah. podcasting. Even 10 years ago, you know, it wouldn't have been the same. It, we would have still felt super isolated. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, like we had a friend out from like New York yeah, the other day. And like, she came and recorded and fucking, and then she went back and like is still like doing shows in New York and shit. Yeah, and, I think like this was like, it was in a way we don't probably understand. Like it was probably like, you know important for her it and it i felt that yeah you know what i mean like when there are other ways of, when you're here, in new york and you're just like fucking trying to just totally, survive and fucking totally th- dude i've been there i was like i lived in bushwick like i was fu- or even like biased whatever it's called yeah like i lived like just trying to just survive like what's the next move i'm gonna make that's gonna make me more substantial in new york it's like a yeah. whole fucking game that's like and, and just then you being just in any go- city you feel like fucking like nobody yeah you know and the I whole mean? idea like, is like you're in the city to be somebody because exactly. you've sacrificed so much to be in proximity to other people that you're like oh god and the lies that like the self-delusion of- <laughs> <laughs> oh. sorry i'm very sleepy it's way past my bedtime the oh no but you're right like yeah really like, fun to to deal with like when you're in new york totally and you're weird. like around people that have sacrifice sacrifice i'm using air quotes Whatever, sacrificed dude. everything to like be somebody they have to convince themselves that they are somebody and the most insufferable people <laughs> yeah dude. Like, so i'm not saying that that happened to you i'm saying that like <laughs> i know i'm not saying you're insufferable yeah. i'm just saying that i'm you saying suck. that like that's like <laughs> but, my experience dude, with like the new yeah. york one no of it's somebody's. true though man and, and like, like i went like i i told you about this like she you know got got me on like a guest list for a show yeah because it was her friends who were touring the country and like i'm clearly like i mean i'm sitting here i'm i'm nobody like (laughs) you guys know me but i go (laughs) i go up to you know like the band who's been who's been traveling the country you know give my card be like hey let's record next time you're out here and like they thought it was like the coolest fucking thing ever because they don't get any attention where they live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though they're touring the country, but it's also, they have like, hundreds of thousands of followers. Like, but it's it not also like, here's the deal: it's like um, you you think you're nobody, right? Which I'll always think I'm nobody. Yeah, I know. no matter That's what your happens. Complex. But yeah. the thing is, like, with like you know, if I'm somebody who wants to think that I am somebody, uh-huh. whatever that means, when someone has the characteristics of someone who can elevate me. Right. I don't need to believe it that much. I just need to like ha- be of the the sense that if other people were to evaluate the situation that this person would elevate me, right? So like in that position, you came in, you had a business card, you had like a clear way of speaking that made it seem like you did have like a studio, which you do. I mean, like we have a studio, yeah, blah, blah. We, we have all You are things. the things that you said. You didn't lie. It's just like you don't have the confidence, but you gave off the characteristics which that person needed right. so that he felt that like, oh, this is somebody coming into my life who's going to elevate me. So he believed in you. And so it elevated himself. Right. He was using the things that you were 
saying that you were offering like you were using each other in ways that like people just like generally use each other sure, yeah. in conversations and, and when that you're... are like uninvolved with celebrity right like if i'm like in love with somebody and they want to be in love with me right it's like we we feed off each other like the things yeah. that we're saying to yeah, each other that's like <laughs> yeah there's like a faith element that like unrelated i'm better because this person that i respect because of like sex or like because yeah. of like other characteristics they love me back right like that happens and then like but like this what you're doing is like it's not even networking because like nothing's going to happen from it it's like literally just like a ephemeral moment which is supposed to elevate both of your statuses right Right? yeah that's what's fucked up that's what i hate about music and totally because like that wouldn't happen if people weren't just so obsessed about like their ability to bring in people and Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's like a part of being out here is like Mm -hmm. to show that that it's not about that for me like at this point it's a therapy like i think i came out here myself and i think you did too in a way because it's like you get to fully explore your ain't shittedness your ancient ain't like you ain't shit like you ain't shit <laughs> yeah, you ain't get to fully shit. yeah no you get, yeah, there's a way yeah, you get to understand you ain't shit but then at the same time because of our unique like situation with like the internet connecting people you yeah. can still like be a be part involved. of things yeah, yeah. so like a it, culture I think, of ancientness yeah i think i That's like my my here. vision is having this like being eventually like i mean we've talked about it like a retreat for artists yeah, because totally. like I think people need that who are in the big I do city. Too. I think it's, and, like, but we could still be a part of like the. I desperately of needed it when I first moved to New York. I feel like, and like what I wanted was, I had this. You know, there's like, uh, you know, there's a lot of awesome places in upstate New York, um, and I visited some places. Dia Beacon was one I always remember because there was mm. like this museum just like out in the middle of just like this fucking like picturesque town. Mm upstate new york and it just it was the first sort of i just thought you had to go to the city to find things but then i realized like um it's not important where you are it's important what like you're bringing Mm. and so like you can go out to the middle of nowhere and make amazing like you have like an amazing museum just like that is the destination yeah and i believe i believe in that whole and i think yeah and if like you really believe in the art and not like the fucking like sociability of it then like retreats are necessary because like the sociability is the cancer right like yeah that's which is not i don't we're out here i think i don't want to be somebody who's like oh like you know it's um it's bad to take cues from other people you know it's like you know like there's some people who think their like poetry is amazing even though everyone hates it and it's like no it's actually just like you know you're just like uninterested in poetry you just want to like be right. recognized and that's what sucks yeah about it but um you know so there is like a way in which the social element is important to understand but to like be consumed by it and like there's so many like in cities right like there's so many cultures that um i don't know like i've like interned at music publications i've like lived in cities i've like lived in the cultures right. like they're very um a, they're very certain of themselves Right, like something is good because it is good. Like there's no like, mm. 
you know, like cultures surround because like you think something's good and that person thinks it's good. And, you know, maybe other people don't, but you know the truth. And so like that happens. And like all of a sudden, like people build against those other people and all of a sudden it's like Mm. subcultures that are very persuasive. And if like, you don't abide by, you know, like the law codes of those cultures, then Mm. like you get shut out. And so it's like important to like, you know, coalesce with them. That all gets very scary in terms of if you're an artist, because the idea of art is not to like produce things that are, you know, you know, the usefulness of an object should not just of like an artistic object should not be just like coalition. It should be like, you know, like provocation or something, Mm -hmm. or it should be like advancement or it should be something that, you know, it's like, were you ever really just like moved by something just because like it did the exact things that you expected it to. Right. Like there should be some sort of thing that like is there should be some sort of divination, mm-hmm. some sort of moment of inspiration. And a lot of these cultures, they have authoritative aspects to it. And that's what scared me is because I'd go in and I just think like, I, you know, and like, I'm not somebody who's like, you know, loves like just like freewheeling, like, you know, hippy dippy people. I think that's like, it's culture to itself, but right. Oh my God. Like, you know, if you don't like this band or like you haven't read this yeah. novel or you haven't, you know, yeah. blah, 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 you're like somebody who's like not in it. <laughs> and the truth is, is like, there's just like this infinite swath of things that you can like be reading or involved in that. The fact that you're not involved in that one particular object that like signifies whether you're part of the coalition or not is very, you know, it can be tormenting because if you're you're trying to make things for these types of people because you think they can recognize what you're right. You know, it's like I write a song, it's like, don't you get what I'm getting at? Because you yeah. obviously have the capacities, yeah. the faculties for it, but no, it gets you know, it gets mitigated by this like necessity to be involved in a kind of culture that has like authoritative cultural mm-hmm. um norms. Yeah, no, and does I, that mean I, I, maybe no, I'm getting way makes, too crazy? I don't no, even think Jake's it, interested it makes, at all, but it know, makes sense to me in um, like a broader sense because it was really scary. A, a lot yeah. of the times, like gr- growing up, like I don't know. I guess I guess coming out here, I I just wanted a place where I knew I trusted the people I was with to fully understand, like my position in either whether it's art or like success or it's not the it's, same yeah, thing, a big deal. right yeah you know what i mean because like yeah it's like if i go somewhere else like yeah i may find success but you know do i do i really trust that success and do i trust that it's like true to my true to who i am as yeah. a person yeah but if i'm with people who i trust their opinion and i know who are gonna be like you know the core to like what i truly believe in yeah then i can fully recognize that i am doing what i should be and if i find success within that yeah then that means that i'm like or even it's not even on the right path just about like under like us understanding what the others are trying to do it's like Mm. having the knowledge that you're amongst people that are not going to try to like hold you back even if they don't understand the reasons behind what you're yeah, doing right. people that aren't going that are at the very least like not going to try to stop you right yeah and like the like there's it's no not mitigating surra- factors yeah. there's, 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 there's not surrounded by like, a culture if you guys have a goal i'm 
like it's yeah. imp- i think it's always important to like inspect why you're doing things but if you guys have a goal i'm not going to question that because i trust you guys are intelligent enough to like to pursue yeah no that, that's that's how i feel about you too i think it's just like we're not mitigating each other and yeah exactly um and it's not based like our opinions aren't based upon like some sort of like culture that's like yeah dictating not, our actions or yeah I'm not like concerned know. like that you're doing a thing and because you, you have no control latest, over that or, you know listen to whatever bullshit yeah, yeah. it's like that you'd like that those things move in the way the market move that we were talking about yeah. like they just like, they move in ways that you can't expect that you can't time that you can't cultural really know and commodity. people people yeah like people have culture you know cultural share and like I think that part of me, it really frustrated me because when I was in high school and I started like really getting serious about writing, it was like, there's the best, you know, here are the best, like, this is how you do it. And like, you submit yourself to the task. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is like, people have that education sort of, but then they like get caught up in like, you know, they just get caught up in cultures that are very authoritative. I think I don't know how else to put it without. I don't it's, want to sound too right. Yeah, and it's or hard anything, to break. But it's it's like, hard yeah. to break away from like any of that. I mean, I think living in a big city like makes you just very like dogmatic. Yeah, in terms of like following well, those you get super subcultures, susceptible to that kind of thing because you're existing in a culture where like you can't even communicate with other people unless you exist within that framework. Totally. Yeah, and totally. Awful. The yeah. thing even is, if like, it's like people you respect that you know are generally like, yeah, understanding. Yeah, yeah. but and you bring those people. people like out to the mountains, yeah. and they're the people you know. That yeah, they are. exactly. Right. You know what I mean? There's like no pretension that's, there. That's there's no was, pretension. Like, yeah, are, totally. Uh, that's, the I, that's pretension really is like yeah. that's like that word pretension. It's like yeah. the tension that already exists before you enter. Yeah. Well, we brought homegirl out here. I know, you know that's she's how I exactly like, she, like, she was I normal, love, yeah, but like, like I bet you like you're in New York and she's like playing this weird person that's like not actually working because and, like, yeah because you have to like you kind of have to to like but, yeah I don't know exist in it like I don't know how I, we can be like we are right yeah now like living in New York and like find yeah be able then, to even play shows you know and then just get but really we can f- be from the outside like hey dude I want to play a show yeah, yeah we're coming in plus like the like city life and like that I don't know what I like about coming out here is that think about all of the people that have lived this no. is gonna be some fucking like 14 and I'm deep shit <laughs> no no oh my god I not do that actually yeah <laughs> I can't I'm just saying that like in general wait the all the act- people who okay. have lived period Okay, I'm just saying, like, so, like, the reason why, like, we have dogs is because over years and, like, you know, yeah. like, generations we've domesticated. Because they have a, like, shitty so they, dog breed, like, somebody Yeah, but even beyond that, like, that dogs like themselves, like, live in our houses because over, like, like yeah, thousands. tens of thousands of years we've domesticated them. Right. We have certain... Kaiser, behaviors ourselves Kaiser that are genetically and your face rather than biting your fucking head off whatever yeah. yeah the thing is that like we have like genetically like you know encoded behaviors right and one of them is like you know survival in a way that <laughs> listen like the industrial revolution was not that far away like we have like very right. far surpassed our like genetic behaviors and like there's just a pleasing aspect to like trying to become one with those behaviors that have like clearly not have left like everyone has this like when they i don't know i i I just have this general belief that like people are just 
the reason why we're all so apocalyptic and stuff is because we don't understand our own lives because yeah. we've moved so far past like our own genetic behaviors. Yeah. Like it's certainly like in hundreds of thousands of years, if it stayed the same, people would not have those same fears. But like we have like you get like all this apocalypse and politics and blah, 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 because, you know, people are just, you know, they, they aren't one with like how like it's not like this is the true purpose. It's just like in your genes, you're encoded to like behave in certain ways. Mm hmm. And one of those is just, like, understand how to fucking survive because, like, right. we've had to do that for right. so long. And when, that, it, like, when all this over information is overwhelming, you're like, yeah. oh, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you're right. You, <laughs> if you don't know how to do, yeah, if you don't know how to do things, but also, like, you're so obsessed with yourself that, like, you believe that you're, like, a god, like, it creates this kind of, like, that's, like, the postmodern condition. That's, like, the, the yeah. no self right there. Mm -hmm. So... Anyway, Jacob needs to go to bed. I'm sorry that I do. I do need to go to bed. Yeah, I mean, we're at like this is, I already have to hours, edit like, so much of no, this. No, we're probably it's, like an hour and a half. I just we could have. I'm sleepy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I usually go to bed at like six, so it's not anybody's fault, really. No. It's impressive. But um, anyway, um, I love you all. <laughs> I just wanted to talk. You know, sometimes I just. We don't need to have a topic. We can yeah, just that's talk. true. Yeah, we can just talk. I just like talking with you guys. No, we're eventually, yeah, eventually them. people will listen. Nah, I mean, mm. we've got, you know, like, like cherish the people who do tune in. Yeah, They're of great course. people. Yeah, I love, love you, you guys. Yeah. We're going to um, watch Lifetime Original Movies and eat Ben and Jerry's now. No, I'm watching, oh, Rose I'm watching Roseanne. There's actually Ben and Jerry's in the fruit. I'm eating <laughs> Ben and, I'm eating the Ben and Jerry's and I'm watching the Roseanne. I can't Hulu. make Ben and Jerry's fit my macro, so I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to have sleep for dinner. <laughs> Sleep, sleep macros. Sleep the right, macros. All right, peace, guys. I, there's probably gonna be some new music here because I don't have. It's like, Mark's oh yeah, music. we don't have Mark's. Oh yeah, we'll. I'll do make. I'll we'll make do some dirty music. Dirty. Oh, we're gonna talk about dirty. Oh. We'll have a dirty podcast. You, yeah, but right. what if we we'll ended with dirty right now? Part of dirty though. All right, anyway, see ya. Good night, Codex West listeners. Okay.